Good evening and welcome back to this day of episode, um, the Sector 4 podcast. We are recording it on Thursday because I keep not putting it off. I just keep having school stuff come up and then Steve is busy too. So here we are on Thursday. When have I been busy? Yeah, no, that's fair, man. I just, I don't know why I threw in the bus like that. That's all you, bro. I'm sorry, man. I'm Um, just here. (laughs) I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. Um, we had a Grand Prix last weekend, uh, at Monza. Um, to be honest with you, kind of sucked. <laughs> it, like there was some okay parts of it, but I think compared, especially compared to last year's Monza, um, I, I just, it really the wasn't last that two, exciting. The last two Monzas have been insane. Yeah, no, that's true. The so like, that you know, I didn't expect it to be something crazy happen this time, but God help me, I was still a little disappointed. I'm just, I'm confused, and maybe we'll start with this. I'm confused why they didn't just red flag it with Ricardo's car because they were having such a bad time. They should have red flagged it on lap 47 or 48 and then have five more laps of racing, I think would have been the way to go. But I think they just did it so Mercedes didn't like blow a lid over it. <laughs> Yeah, because they would have, because I guess te- in all technicality, they followed the rules. Yeah. Like they did what they were supposed to do. Safety car came out and everything. And then we we ended on the safety car. But like, I think from a racing point of view, it would have made more sense to red flag it and start it again. Yeah. Especially when you're that close to like to the end of the line. Like, you know, everyone complains about it and they're yeah. there to make a show and make racing racing. So that was a little frustrating. Like just yeah, watching it especially because like, like yeah, Ooh. yeah. Especially when you watch everyone pit, they kind of waste tires by doing it, and then it's like they're like the safety cars out for like what two, three laps before you even saw the crane. And you're like, oh my god, just red flag it at this point. Yeah, like it just it was a little ridiculous. So I didn't yeah. like that. Up till that point, I think it was still a fine race. It was just boring. Like I don't think anything crazy happened. I mean, to be fair, Carlos had a pretty good run. Carlos um, had a very good run. He came back from, what was, was he 18th? I believe so. 18th, and he came back to finish, uh, I thought fifth? I had the classification pulled up. Fourth here. or fifth? Was it fifth? Um, He finished fourth, yeah, fourth. So, and I, I believe he started like 18th. So he had a really wicked drive. Um, yeah. Sergio Perez also started further back. Uh, didn't have as good of a drive. Frankly, there wasn't much pace in his car. It didn't seem like, um, Sergio Perez just has not had a lot of pace generally over the last couple of races. Yeah. And like, and I know we've touched on a little bit, but like, it's, it's kind of by design at this point, right? Like they kind of, he was doing really well in the first half of the season yeah, and like again, he's not doing poorly right now. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, like right? in the first, if he, if you were to go between, just if you were to compare blatantly between Perez and Signs, I would say that Perez was better in the first half of the season, and now Signs is better in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think those are like two like you know really closely class drivers right now in terms of like outperforming their machinery. And I think right now science is better than Paris, but at the beginning of the year, Paris was better than science. Yeah. And I mean, like it's bound to happen one way or the other, like you're either going to get better in the car or get worse in the car. Like it's just, it's one or the other. Um, Obviously we've seen Max get way better in the car. And I mean, at this point it's getting a little ridiculous. He's won five races in a row. 
And what was it? I think four of them he didn't have pole. Yeah. And three of them he came back from like 10th or lower. Like, come on, man. Like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's good. I, I like it. It's good. But we're also like, I saw a meme where people were like, oh, Red Bull fans for the past like 10 years complaining about Lewis domination and now we're entering Max's domination era. And it's like, well, do we complain? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's not close, right? Like, I don't know what your thoughts on it, but basically if, if you're a Mercedes if, fan, what? sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> they're not even doing that badly, though. No, they're not. But think if you were if you're a Lewis Hamilton fan purely just because he wins all the time, just because he won all the time. Yeah. Now you're watching him finish like mid points. You're probably fuming every single race. Sure. But he's also 30, like 36, 35. What's your point? I mean, it's bound to happen. How old was Nigel Mansell when he won all of his titles? I don't know that much. I don't. I'm not, exactly. I'm not smart, man. I don't know. Exactly. You tell me. I don't know. Yeah, but you're going to look it up, aren't you? That's I'm what gonna, I thought. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's obviously a nice change of pace. But I mean, if Singapore, if Max wins one more race, uh, the title fight is over. Like, it's done. Yeah. So uh, right now, Charles is 114 points behind Max. There are six races left. Six, seven. Um, so I mean... It's it's pretty much in the bag for for Max at this point, and honestly, it's in the bag for Red Bull too. Like even if Sergio's not finishing top five every race, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's that far gone unless Max DNFs every race here on out. Um, I think I think we're fine. So, um, yeah from from the race itself, Steve, I don't really know if there's much to to talk about. Um, we had four retirements. Um, and notably, actually, maybe we can touch on this first. We had two Aston Martin retirements. Both cars um, were, not were out. Not surprised. Now, also, why is Nigel that? Mansell why was, Nigel Mansell was 39 years old in the uh, in when he was crowned drivers champion. That's wild. Shit. Okay. Um, but why are you not surprised about Aston Martin? Because they're just like one of the poorest performing cars on the grid. And they've been having issues like all season. Not as much as uses Alfa Romeo, but like, yeah. I think it's not even that I'm not surprised. It's just that I don't care. Oof. I think that's worse, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> so why do you like, what is the rationale for a guy like Fernando Alonso going? All right. Yeah, this is the team I want to go to. Probably because they just promised him money. Come on. Like you're right. You're, you know, he's what? 41. Yeah. Fuck Christ, man. He's so old. I just, I don't know. For me, I just go, the the Alpine, like for all their management issues and everything, it's looking like a good car when it finishes. We'll get to that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's looking like a really good, solid car and it's having decent drive. It's certainly like, in my opinion, it's better than the McLaren, but Lando obviously finished higher than than the Alpines this race. Yeah. So I just, I, I'm wondering why leave that car and go for something so much worse. It's just shocking to me. Well, they, you know, they always say that with, um, like you never know who's going to be the best car next year. Fair. You know, like something could change, you know, Aston Martin is putting a lot of money into a new facility with a wind tunnel and everything. So like you, we really should be seeing them climb the ladder soon. 
Right. So, you know, is it a bold move? Yeah. But he's probably like realistically for him on like a contract basis, it's probably just a lateral move. You're going to get a ton of money to drive a midfield car. You're not going to be under a ton of pressure and you're probably going to beat your teammate. It's not like he's 24, 25 years old, kind of in the prime of his drive. And yeah, like it doesn't matter to him, you know, and and should it? No, no. At this point, he's just doing it because he likes it. Like, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no. Okay, fair enough. I I was just curious if you if you thought something different on that. But yeah, I just found it a weird move. And uh, I mean, Fernando didn't finish the race either. He also had a problem with the car. I think it was engine. Um, I think so too. Yeah, it was like halfway through the race, lap thirty one. Yeah, and then Daniel also lost his engine uh, on lap forty six, forty seven, forty five, forty five. Yeah. You sure? Okay. My yeah. bad. Sorry. Um, and that obviously is kind of how we ended the race. Um, so we finish, uh, uh, sorry, I haven't even got to this. We finished with Max uh, first, Charles Leclerc second, George Russell third, which that mixture seems to be the dominant uh, finishing rate, I think, this season. Uh, the mixture of those three somewhere in there, um, especially over the past, I'd say, five or six races, it's usually... One of those three uh, in some order there, usually Max at t- at the top and uh, Charles somewhere in there too. So no real surprises. Yeah. But the big surprise with this race, um, and I think the, the really cool story that comes out of Monza is, well, we actually found more information on this afterwards, Steve. I'm not sure if you heard about everything that happened with Albon, but um, before the race, Albon announced that, you know, I have appendicitis. And so right before, I think it was right before qualifying, actually, sorry. And um, Nick DeVries I think he was told like on like Friday night, Friday yeah, night but, or Saturday morning. But Nick didn't know till Saturday morning. Yeah. And they literally said, hey, man, you're going to go out in FP3 and then also you're going to qualify. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. In a car that he's driven like once, I think. He's yeah, he drove it earlier once. in the year. Yeah, and he just and he leaves. just he just drove the Aston Martin in free practice one. <laughs> yeah, what a difference that probably made. Um, so Nick DeVries gets he's 26, 27 now. He gets put in the car and um, he goes goes for a little drive and he out qualifies Latifi in his first. <laughs> I remember watching like I started watching qualifying and then I texted you and I was like, I swear to God, if DeVries out qualifies Latifi. And then I think I want to go back in the conversation because I think I said I wasn't even surprised. I won't even be surprised. I would. I just I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I'd feel. You got to find it. Hold on. Uh, it's back a little bit more. Um, Max first lap is insane. Oh my god, do I actually talk to you this much? Holy shit! Yeah, apparently. Um, we must be friends now. Watching. <laughs> Come on, where is it? Oh, okay. Oh my god, I'm watching Quali right now. So this is you. So don't spoil it. But if DeVries out qualifies Latifi, I don't know how to feel. Hefty laugh, obviously, but further questions as to why Latifi is in the car. Me, I emoji. And then yeah. you, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes later, oh my God. Q2 first outing, outdoes his teammate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking God. I'm watching Q2 right now, but I don't know where he ends up. But still, I would have sacked Latifi right there. <laughs> and, and then he does make it into Q3, if I'm not mistaken. He, well, no, he does. He stays in Q2, but he, his position gets bumped up. 
His position gets bumped up. That's yeah, right. because of the DNF or not the DNFs, the grid penalties. The grid and penalties, then, that's right. And then they're like, I was listening to Latifi after qualifying. He's like, oh, yeah, car didn't stop. Don't know why. And then the announcers were like, classic blames the car, not the driver. Yeah, it's like you you didn't break early enough. What? Like, what Yeah, the is? announcers were just absolutely shredding into him this weekend. Yeah. And I mean, needless to say, that's and done. And also remember that uh, DeVries lap time got deleted and he was still faster than Latifi. Yeah, he did have so a he had a he, he had a better lap that I think was like two or three tenths better. That's correct. And it got deleted, and then he was like three hundredths better. It's tough. I dude. was watching a bunch of videos on this on basically why Latifi is still in the car, and they were, and the data is is that so if you put the data down of the best lap that the Williams car can perform. So you have like your best theoretical time. Alex Albon is driving within 0.2% of that time. Every time? So roughly, yeah. On average, Albon is 0.2% away from the perfect lap time you you can realistically achieve out of that car. Okay. Latifi is a percent off. It's a big difference. It's a big difference because that's probably, you know, like that probably comes down to like a couple tenths, a half a second even. So he's losing it in the corners, do you think? I think he's just losing it everywhere. No, I understand that, but I'm saying if you had like, to did take you a see spot the where he's did you probably see the losing it. Yeah, where we showed you where uh, DeVries was faster in Monza and they just circle the whole track. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> Listen, I feel bad for the guy. He goes in, he pulls out ninth place, two points, and now Nicholas Latifi sits in 21st place out of 20 Again. drivers on the grid. This is the second time in three seasons that, he, that he's been 21st in a pool of 20 drivers. It's shocking. Yeah. It's shocking, it's shocking, it's shocking, and he's gone. Like Because he's been 21st twice this year, and he was 21st last year. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe they haven't made an announcement on who they're going to replace with. And, like, and, and before I go into a little spiel on that, like, I think everybody's definitely overreacting because, like, Nick just had one drive. Like, yes, it was good, but, like, fucking Christ, like, calm down. Everybody's like, oh, he's so good. Everybody needs to have him. I'm like, it was it was one race, man. It was one race. Calm down. Yeah. Like, you Don't know. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I think seeing that makes him definitely worthy of an F1 seat yes. out of, you know, out of cost of Nicholas Latifi. But that's obviously a pretty good trade. Yeah. Now, I, I want to get into who, where you think everybody's going to go later, because I think now we have at least a pretty good idea of what's going to be happening. But we're going to pause on that real quick. Um, there's nothing else really I want to talk about from the race unless you had anything. Do you think Charles Leclerc boxing under the uh, virtual safety car was the right move? Because I texted you and I said it was it was probably a good move. But then I realized later on in the race that it did kind of screw them to a two stop strategy. But then it put them into a two stop. And then when but they I had the safety car later, then they had to pit I think again it was anyways. Done, I think it was done either way. Because, OK, so I think realistically, if um, if the session got red flagged at the end of the race, yep. they would have been in a good position because yeah, they probably they, they probably would have had good softs to go on to. And Max wouldn't. OK. So it would have put them in a good position, but it didn't. Yeah, that's what they were. That's where they were pushing for. But I think realistically, if Leclerc didn't pit under the virtual safety car, then Max would have. Yes. Yeah. And and like, honestly, with this one, I can't give Ferrari too much shit because I think it was the right call at the time. 
Yeah, it's just how it just the race evolved. And, and and that's okay. When they make a strategy call like that and the race doesn't play into their favor, they still made the right call. It just didn't work out. It's different when they obviously should have pit and didn't because that's them not doing it. Yeah. You know, like I think that if if the tables were turned and Max Verstappen pit, I think Leclerc still would have been screwed because the tire dag that Max is putting up is just ridiculous. How long do you go on those softs at the start of the race? And he was still like within a couple tenths of Leclerc on fresh uh, mediums. Hmm. I don't remember actually, to be honest with you. Like, I think if the situation was flipped and Max did pit under the virtual safety car, I think that it would have been down to like, you know, them racing like wheel to wheel near the end of the race. Yeah. But the other thing too, is that like, if you're, if you're rebel in that situation, there's no way that you pit that car. There's no way. Cause you're looking I don't know at how like far, in the first virtual safety car. I don't know how far ahead Verstappen was. I don't know. I feel like if I don't think Red Bull would have pit either way. I don't think it mattered. I mean, we won't really know for sure. No, but back to my main point, I think it was, I like out of what we saw from Ferrari that weekend, yeah. I think their strategy was fine. I don't think they did anything wrong that weekend. No, it, like like I said, at the time, the calls they made were good. It's just that they didn't play out in the long run, and like you can't really fault them for that. It's kind of just throw a dart at the board, see where it lands. Like you don't yeah, really know. Yeah, and like, and you can't be like, oh well, you know, they were betting on a safety car. Well, yeah, a lot of people do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Albon did it in Australia. Right, that's true. Just sticking out on hards, waiting. <laughs> true. Yeah, I can't give. It, I think I'm with you on that one. To be honest with you, it's uh, yeah. Can't really give them shit for it. And I mean, like, honestly, like he finished, he only finished 2.4 seconds back of Max. Yeah. Well, that was only because it was a safety car. So no, yeah, I know. That's, that's where you'd I know. be. But I'm just saying like. But before that, he was like, what, 18 seconds behind, I think. Ah, uh, no, I think it was, I think it was 14 or 12 or something. It, regardless. Yeah. But um, like he still, they still pulled a second. Like, I know it's not a first place and that sucks. They, they've still got to be happy with the 2-4 there, I think. You know, yeah. obviously they would like to win at their one of their home races, but it is what it is. So um, at least at least he's going to avoid the Monza curse for next year. Yeah, that means Max isn't going to win. So he knows he's winning next year. So that's good. Yeah, Max is going to DNF on Monza next year. So just everyone be careful. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at anything else from the race that's notable. Uh, Lando Norris I totally forgot seven. that. Uh, I totally forgot that Verstappen started seventh or yeah. eighth. I thought he was starting like way further down. So on his first lap, when he was like already like up into like third or fourth, I was like, what is this guy on? I was like, Jesus Christ. And I realized he actually started seventh when it finally showed up. But like (laughs) going from uh, seventh to second in six laps too is, yeah, it's still pretty crazy. It's a little wild. He's just like, you can't really beat him. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little. It's getting a little ridiculous. Like I said, like Perez brakes um, almost catching fire. That was uh. That was wild. Yeah. Then they just like slammed the pits on it, and that was like the fastest pit stop of the race too. It was it was yeah, that was fire, like smoke filled pit stop. Yeah. And yeah, I can see how that it was wild. probably uh, it was probably just like uh, debris or something jammed up into the wheel, and then when you slow down like about, that. Sorry. Go ahead. It's like when something gets uh jammed up in there or especially when you're like driving slow under a virtual safety car the heat can't dissipate in the brakes yeah so it's hard to keep them cool but I you think, just you know move the bias back and then it uh solved itself 
Yeah, it was something I think they mentioned about the brake differential. They needed to change something on it or whatever. I don't really know. But yeah. Um, and then obviously he was fine after he went out, but it was a little scary because you're like, oh, for fuck's sakes, are they in the DNF? Yeah. And uh, that was a little tough. But so um, so back to the back to the pit strategy. It was lap 13 when the virtual safety car came out was it? and Leclerc was two about two seconds ahead of Verstappen. Ah. And that's when who pit again there? That's when the Claire pit. I think at the time it was still the right call. Yeah. So, because he went on to mediums? Yes. I think he went on to mediums there because they started on the softs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Interesting to think about. Like, it's, I mean, I don't know what would happen. Yeah, because like the average pit stop loss in Monza is 24 seconds and he got away with a 17 second pit stop. So, yeah, like it's, it's still a good pit stop. Yeah, and if Verstappen had like normal tire deg, then all you really had to do was keep up the pace. But Leclerc just kind of didn't really have the pace we kind of expected in the medium. The mediums were not very strong at this track. No, they had high, they had a pretty high deg for their pace. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like like the softs were just lasting a long time. Like I think they were making the the comments when Max was in like the twenty yep. lap twenties with the softs, he was only like three or four tenths slower than Leclerc. Yeah, because you heard on the. Uh on the Ferrari comms are like the soft is performing better than expected <laughs> do we want to go plan C and uh, I mean yeah yeah Anyways, it was Max in pit until lap 30, 26 which worked out brilliantly for them so yeah yeah I don't know a great, all in all like a great race from Red Bull and like a fine race from Ferrari I don't think they have obviously they didn't win but I don't think they can be too upset about the way things shook out yeah um I think as far as the best result that they could have asked for, I think they probably got it. Yeah. So good on them. Um, Like I was saying before, Lando finishes P7, which is pretty sick. Um, And Pierre Gasly actually finishes P8 in the AlphaTauri in their home race also, technically. Um, Yeah, it always always like baffles me that AlphaTauri is considered an Italian team. I know. It's not right, but it is what it is. And uh, Guan Yu Zhou also finishes P10. And pulls out a point, which is pretty huge. Um, a disappointing race from Kevin Magnuson. Uh, he's not been great. Uh, and real quick, I want to actually talk about Haas uh, just more generally. Mick Schumacher is seemingly out of this car. I don't know what's been going on, but apparently he's, he's out of the Ferrari even, Driver Academy. Yeah, like he's not. He's out of Ferrari, the Ferrari system, and uh, he's not going to be a part of Haas, from what we can tell. Um, it's not really that he's out of Haas. He's just free to approach other teams. But everything that Haas has said publicly has not made any indication that they're going to keep him around. Like they, they've been too. they've been shying away from the subject. And from everything that I'm seeing, like maybe it's just PR, but like they're really trying to bring Holkenberg into that car. And I don't get it because A, him and Magnuson fucking hate each other. So like, why would they do that? <laughs> like, like you're <laughs> the suck my balls, mate. Like that's what that was, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I don't get it for that reason. And also Hulk's like 35 now. Like if they're trying to look for the future, why are they trying to bring in an older driver? And why would they not I th- keep I think the younger you're Haas. I think if you're Haas you're not really in a position to pick and choose your drivers. Yes and no. And like they already tried two young rookies and it didn't work out. Yeah. But now they have someone with experience. Why would they like, yeah, they have someone with experience and he's still not doing that good anymore. 
But is that more of a... Like, I'm looking at the races now, and Mick's almost outperforming Kevin at every single race at this point. Yeah. But so with the why? money you have, the money you have, and where you want to go, yeah. sometimes you just got to look into a different driver. Like, maybe there's a driver that's arguably better or the same or not that much worse that's going to bring money. Well, then why aren't they looking at Ricardo? If you Ricardo want... Ricardo doesn't bring any sponsors, and he's going to want a fat paycheck. I wouldn't sign him. I'm looking at it from a PR perspective. They could bring in so much money. Their merch is terrible. If they bring Ricardo in, they get better merch line. I'm looking at it from a money perspective. I'm not looking at it from performance. Dude, like they have the top two personalities. From their merch. They'll ha- they'd have Gunther Steiner and Daniel Ricardo on the same team. That's like Netflix's <laughs> wet dream. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But the like, teams don't make that much money from them. Like compared to what they their cost to operate, you think they're gonna you think you're gonna make the VF twenty three off of Netflix uh, royalties? I'm no. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyways, I was just throwing it out there. I just wanted to know. Um other news that came out, um, is it Philippe? Philippe Drugovich, the uh F two champion, is now the Aston Martin reserve driver. Um, that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I don't get it either, but I want you to explain why you don't get it, because I don't have a reason. Because they don't really run like a... Um, I know he's like the reserve driver, but he's you know part of the Aston Martin Driver Academy. Aston Martin doesn't really have a driver academy. Their driver academy is Lance Stroll. Yeah, and this guy just like... Uh, like I guess they're just lining him up to, re- to um, retire Fernando Alonso, but then Alonso's just put himself exactly where he is in Alpine. Yeah. Because they were just going to bump up... Uh, they were just going to wait to bump up Oscar yeah, Piastri. And we see how that worked out. And now they're just, now they're just going to wait to bump up Felipe Drogovic. Fernando's just going to be like, nah, I'm just going to stay here, actually. That's what I mean, because I think the the reality in, is, is that Alonso only moved because Aston Martin would give him a multi-year contract. Yep. Because he doesn't want to go one year at a time. Yep. Yeah. So if you're Felipe Drogovic, you look like... But also, like, with a team did, like that. did he win last year? Felipe? Yeah. No, like this year, like the F2 season. Right, so he's so not he going to have anything to do next year. Yeah, he's going to be a reserve driver next year. Yeah, because he can't go back to F2. Yeah. So, like, he's got to do something. So, I mean, honestly, that's probably the best case scenario, unless he goes IndyCar or something. Like, I think I guess, it's so that's stupid. that's what else does. Dude, I think that F2 rule is so stupid. I mean, it, it makes sense, but... I get it, but then if they can't find an F1 drive, what are they supposed to do? It's not like F2 is supposed to go into F1. No, but if they can't find an F1 drive, then what do they do? They go to IndyCar, right? Like, it's just like, I, I just don't understand. I just think it's stupid. Anyways, I don't yeah, know. Why don't they just purposely, purposely bottleneck the championship so they can wait another year? <laughs> I don't know. They would you rather have a guy that won F2 once? Or would you rather have a guy that finished second in F2 five years in a row and then finally won? <laughs> Unlike his last year, it wins by like a stupid amount of points. Just because he can. Yeah. Honestly, that's kind of funny. I'd like to see that. I, yeah. I, that'd be really good. Think about it. Yeah. Um, what else do I have here for notes? Uh, we already talked about Verstappen, five wins in a row. Ridiculous. Do um, you think Verstappen will beat the record for most wins in a season? Yeah, I think he will. I think he will. What's I the record again? Too. Is it? 13. 13? What is he at 13. now? 11? 11. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, yeah, I know he's got six. It's funny. Left. So, so before last year, before 2021, Verstappen had uh 10 wins in his race career. He's then he doubled his, season. then he doubled his race wins in one season last year. 
And now he's done 10 more wins. Now he's tripled it. Halfway through the season. <laughs> he's a cheat code, dude. It's like, it's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to win Singapore and then clinch it and that's going to be fine. Also, I forgot to mention, Albon like almost died. Yeah, there was a lot of complications in his surgery. Yeah, he like, was put related. on a ventilator, everything. Like they had to do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, there's a lot of complications. He almost didn't make it out like pretty bad. And now they're talking about putting him back in the car for Singapore. And I'm like, no, dude, like you should not be putting that guy anywhere near that car. Like just no, no way. I no, mean, they're professionals. He is fine now. That's fine. But if you go through all that, like as a normal person, you're easily two weeks off work. If you're racing an F1 car with the amount of G force and like, no. Wait, listen, when I got when I got my appendix out. Oh yeah, I sorry, this to, is the same thing. Yeah. I went back to work that week, like the same week, and then I took the week after it off. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. The second week, the second week was way worse than the first, actually. So yeah, you know, so you if, want if there's to go- going to be an announcement, it'll it'll come next week. He's not racing in that car. Nick DeVries will be in that car again. Because that's going to be his next, like his final like test to see if he gets a drive for next year. If he yeah. pulls out another pretty decent performance, he's getting a drive next year for sure. That's it. Anyways. Oh, I just crumpled up my notes. Shit. Hold on. Um, oh, Alonzo officially uh, takes the record of starts at 350 at Singapore. She he, uh, takes the record and he ties Kimmy for entries with uh, 353. Entries obviously being different than starts. Entries are just like they're supposed to start the race and then whether they do or not because of whatever reason. Um, so yeah, um, some testing news. Alex Palu is testing the MCL 35. Not that that matters because nobody else is going to touch a McLaren for the next four years. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, uh, Antonio Giovinazzi is testing for Alpine this weekend, which is interesting. Um, and Robert is, weird. is doing FP one for Ferrari at Singapore. I did see that. Yeah, that's kind of interesting to me. And Schwartzman's just been on the back burner for like years. I don't think that a guy's ever going to get promoted to an F1 drive. Is he American? No. No. What is he? I don't know, honestly. I don't remember either. So it's fine. I'm pretty sure he's American, dude. I'm like 900% sure. I don't know if I'm wrong, then I'm just dumb. I look up uh, Robert Schwartzman. It's American filmmaker. <laughs> what what is it? Did you find it yet? He's Israeli. Oh, that's a curveball. Didn't see that one coming. A Russo-Israeli racing racing driver. So he's half Russian, half uh, Israeli. Half yeah. Israeli. That's a combination. Holy shit! Anyways, yeah. uh, no, he's not American. So that's interesting. Um, a cool little. Cool little thing there. So we'll see how he does. He's only 22. Um, wow. What's that? He's only 22. Yeah, he's younger than us. Make you feel bad about yourself yet? Actually, most of them are yeah. younger than us, to be honest. Like, it's a little weird. So, anyways. Um, that's kind of all I got for notes, Steve. Do you have anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to talk about? What do you think about Daniel Ricardo becoming a Mercedes test driver? It's been rumored, yeah. Um, I could see it happening because I could see him getting a pretty nice payout of that. 
just because Mercedes yeah. and they have money. I could, yeah, I could see him being the reserve driver for 2023 and then getting a drive in 2024. Honestly, great for Mercedes PR too. Yeah. Like I said, like I, I, I know you, you think it's kind of bullshit, but like PR is a big thing in this sport. It's all yeah. PR now. It, it keeps him in the grid too, so. Oh, 100%. Dude, he would look so good in full black. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, wow. I'd like to see that. Um, yeah, no, I, I could see that being a realistic thing. I think, honestly, we're at the point where, I think I said this last week too, he's not getting a drive for next year. It doesn't look like it. If he does, I'd be shocked. And if he does, it would probably be Haas. Over like Haas and Williams else. do want him, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't even go Williams anymore. I wouldn't say Williams wants him. Yeah. Then it's just the Red Bull. Unless graveyard. Nick DeVries wants to sit around and like and wait specifically for the uh for Lewis Hamilton to retire, which I think is what he's just basically geared up to wait for. Yeah. But Lewis isn't going anywhere anytime soon. No, I think Lewis has got at least two years. I think at least two years as well. Like I think he's got next year, and if next next year goes bad, then he's done. Yeah. But I think if next year goes good or better, then he's in for another year. Yeah. I don't think it'll go better, but I mean yeah, next year's next year. So, yeah, no, I could see that happening for sure. Cool. Got anything else? I do not. All right, cool. I want to go eat food, so that makes me happy. That's cool. it for this week. Uh, we actually have to sit around for is it two weeks? October first. Yeah, because Singapore is not happening until October first. Wow. Triple header. Sheesh. And then we have uh, Texas, well, October second right? is the the race. Do we have Sorry? Texas? Say that again. Texas, October 8th. Is that correct? Um, F1 schedule. Let's actually just see what we got Rev, for the left. Ugh, I can't speak. Help. Oh, do we have Suzuka? <gasps> yeah, Suzuka. Oh, no way. Coda is um, October 20, 21st. 21st, 23rd. Yeah. Huh. Dude, I'm so happy we get Suzuka. Oh. And it's not a triple header. It's a double header, dummy. No, we just finished the uh, triple header. Yeah, yeah, dummy. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> so then we'll have uh, Circuit of the Americas. Then we have Mexico at the end of October. Brazil, Abu Dhabi, and we're done. I think if I think if Max if Max wins this race and like Leclerc, Russell, and Perez finish like lower than whatever, then he can be crown the champion at Singapore yeah I think the way that things are going right now he's going to be crowned pretty early I think I think he'll have it by next race Which I is- think he'll have it by Coda or Mexico that's when he'll be crowned and I hope it's at Mexico because Mexico has the only grid like the only um, like podium thing where it picks you up on the car Oh yeah, that's true. So that would be pretty cool if he was the world champion and he gets to like raise up in the platform in his car. Look like just look it up. It's pretty cool. Okay. I believe you. I believe you. All right, so we'll hope for Mexico then. That'd be cool. But otherwise, that's kind of it. So we will talk to you probably next week. We'll probably do a short episode next week. Um just to have something to to put out there, but yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy going on. So unless we get some announcements coming up next week, it'll be be a quick one. So um, yeah, yep, that's kind of it for now. We will talk to you sometime soon. Have a great weekend and.
Yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye.